Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, September 13th. Oh my good freakingness. You guys, I did something that I felt very anxious about yesterday. I released a second episode for any of you guys that haven't seen it yet. I need you guys to go and find my episode from last night with Aaron Smith-Levin who is the creator behind the very popular YouTube channel called Growing Up in Scientology. I reached out to him on a whim earlier in the weekend because I've been binging his videos about the Danny Masterson trial, Ashton, etc. I am obsessed with the stories he has to say. He has such an incredible presence and way to explain his um, his just knowledge of Scientology. And the second I said that I wanted to talk to him, because of course this was like an intertwining of of Hollywood and there's a little true crime aspect because there was a murder in 2001 that Ashton was somewhat part of. He was not in any way a suspect, but he was part of it. And he testified in the trial. And then of course we have, you know, true crime. We have cult. We have all, I was like, this is just like, it's all my senses are just firing. I had to talk to him. And because of that, um, the second I said I was going to talk to him, I got so many DMs from a lot of you guys and a lot of my real life friends saying, uh-uh, don't do it, girl. Don't get involved with Scientology. And I was like, well, I'm not definitely, definitely not getting involved with Scientology, but I want to talk about it. Um, I think we're at a place right now, thank God, in 2023 where so many people are talking about it that I'm not like the one and only lone wolf out there kind of speaking about it. I also, I'm not a former Scientologist. I just wanted to talk about Scientology with someone that was in Scientology. Super interesting. I learned so much. I want to know your guys' thoughts. Clearly, you guys love the video and a lot of my new subscribers are fans of A.A. Ron from um, – Aaron from growing up in Scientology. So I am so, so uh, grateful for all of you guys that supported and came over. And no, no one was outside my house this morning, which is the most important part. It was the most important part. Um, Before I get into today's stuff, because I've got a bunch of things I want to talk about today, I want you guys, you know, a lot of times I do these shows, I'm on video all day long from morning until night, you know, with the variety of, you know, guest spots that I do, et cetera. And a lot of you guys say, oh my gosh, Donna, your skin looks so good. Uh, You, you know, you, it looks so glowy or whatever. Well, I've been using this product. This is so cool. This is, it's called a Face Pro. Face Pro and it's by the company Bloomine. I'm just going to like, this is how the influencers do it. They put their hand behind it. Do you notice that? They always go like that. They put their hand behind it. Well, this is a product that I just been starting to use because I'm obsessed with the whole like red light therapy. This has, so you turn it on basically. Okay. It has a green light. Oh, see that's, listen, I'm going to see if, oh, I should put it by the microphone. Do you hear that? So the second you touch your face, look. It vibrates on your face. It doesn't hurt. 
You feel absolutely no pain whatsoever. In fact, it kind of feels good. There's a green one that helps your serums get, um, you know, more uh, into your skin and they help like absorb the product. The red one is my favorite because red is all about like anti-aging and tightening and decreasing puffiness and all that fun stuff. And the best thing is I'm always like really anxious about my double chin and my, uh, you know, my my round face. I do have a little bit of a round face. You guys are hearing it probably on the audio version. So I'll post about it also on my Instagram stories if you don't want to go over to the YouTube and see it. But it's so cute. It's so small. It's like a little device that you can just charge in your bathroom. And then the uh, the last one that they have is blue and this is warm. So this is warming and it helps so much with, um, you know, like pores, shrinking pores and, you know, just toning, tightening, thinning, all that stuff. So if you use just one side, like I'm just going to talk to you guys while I'm using one side. I hope the microphone isn't picking up like such a loud noise, but it's, if I'm just using it, all you have to do is three minutes, three times a week. So what I do is I put in my like creams at night and then I go to my room and I lay in my bed and we're not going to talk about the Nutella that I eat while I do this, but I'll watch Royal Housewives of Salt Lake City, which we're going to talk about today. And I'll just like start working this for like a few minutes. And I go here, I go up on the top of my head, my forehead. You're not supposed to do your throat. You can do your neck and all that. It's like lymphatic draining. But if you guys see, if you just do one side, it really thins out that one side. I don't know if you guys notice a difference, but one side becomes definitely more lifted it's been really great. So anyway, the cool thing about this is Blue Mean is offering Daily Dose of Donna an incredible, incredible deal. So for the first 100 people, first 100 people that will click this link, and I'll have the link in my um, show notes of this episode, and I'll tell you guys in just a moment, but the link is going to be bluemean.com. That's B-L-U-M-E-N-E.com slash Daily Dose Donna. D-A-N-A. There's no of in that. And it's normally 150, but with that link, it's only 79. Okay. So you're going to get $70 off. You'll get a free ebook, face tightening secrets. I know you're just going to be pouring into that and reading it, but it's only for the first hundred people. The link always sells out. And if you don't have results, you don't have to pay. So try it. And then we can just like vibrate. That just sounds bad, but we can just like, you know, face massage together. All right, you guys. Thank you so much, Blooming, for uh, helping me out here on Daily Dose of Donna. Go and check out that product. You guys, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show because I have so much I want to talk about. You guys ready? For just a moment, but new stuff will be popping out and don't worry, I'll be talking about it. You'll see. Um, I want to talk about last night. Last night, I watched the VMAs for about an hour with my 10-year-old. Now, my 10-year-old is the reason I watch the VMAs. He is the reason. I'm not. You know I love Taylor. You know I'm a Swifty. You know I went to her show. All the things. She was the best part for me. I'm telling you, other than NSYNC and Taylor Swift in that first hour, I, I felt – now, this is really when you know you're old because I don't feel like I've watched the v- VMAs in the last probably – maybe eight to 10 years because I've been over it and my son is not like into it yet, but now he's into it. I really honestly was like, I, number one, I had my readers on. I had my readers on and I was, you know, massaging my face. 
And I'm looking at this TV and I'm like, do they all have to twerk so much? Why are they all twerking so much? Like what is happening here? Now, yes, there were some amazing performances. There were some incredible things that we saw. But the best, the highest moment for me was Taylor Swift getting an award from NSYNC. And I am team Justin Timberlake, always has been, always have been, always will be. From NSYNC, if you watch, uh, if you were into those, you know, boy bands, you're either a Backstreet Boyer or an NSYNCer, and I am an NSYNCer <laughs> through and through. But I do feel old. And it's so funny because Jamie1980 is commenting on the TikTok video, 1980, I'm 1981. And she said, I know no one at the VMAs anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I know six people. I know the five people of NSYNC and Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm being a little facetious because, of course, Selena Gomez was there. So cute. I Spice, who I would never be able to pick out of a lineup, and my son told me. Same with Doja, Doja Cat, Dua Lipa, Saweetie. Like, who are – what? I mean, really, I felt old. Um, the K-pop Korean uh, boy band won an award, and I was like, you could not tell me who these people are. I would never, ever be able to pick them out of a lineup. Never. I did turn it off after an hour. So if anything amazing happened, you'll let me know. But mm, let's move on from that story. Yeah. You guys, Dancing with the Stars officially has been revealed. It has officially been revealed. Now, those of you know, if you watch the show, my husband Lance has been working on the show for about, I'd say over a week now is when rehearsals started. So I've known quietly a little bit about who's been on the show. But I want to know what you guys think. We have Jamie Lynn Spears. She was announced yesterday. And we know Ariana Maddox from VPR. She was announced a few months ago. So those two are like Ariana I'm excited about. Jamie Lynn Spears. Eh. Mauricio. Now, there's. I'm not going to go through the entire list, but like let's talk Mauricio for a second. Mauricio Umansky, star of Buying Beverly Hills on Sunset and co-star of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills being married to one of the Real Housewives, Kyle Richards. We think she were married. I mean, at this point, who knows? Because Kyle's off in Paris with Morgan Wade. I talked about that yesterday. Mauricio decided two reality shows are not enough. Have to throw on a third one. Have to get in there to just really make sure everyone's talking. Notice his picture. If you guys see his picture, and I'll post it later in the Facebook group. I'm just noticing this now as I'm looking at it. His picture has his left hand in his pocket and his right hand over his jacket like this. It's like the whole thing is keeping this marriage a secret. The whole premise of of, uh, Mauricio and Kyle right now is like keep people talking about our marriage, which is just absolutely bonkers bananas to me that you would really put your marriage in the line line here. Now, I don't know for sure if this is what they're doing, but I do know that Mauricio, all eyes will be on the show, in the audience, on the first night of the show to see is Kyle Richards there supporting. And you know who else is going to be at that show? And I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, and if my husband loves me, he's going to make this work. Daily Dose of Donna, Donna Bowling will be in the show, in the audience, in that first taping is my hope. If not, I'll be in one of the first shows in the live taping because I need to see this with my own eyes. I can't imagine Mauricio gets eliminated week one and I can't imagine Ariana gets eliminated. And those are the two that I really care about, to be honest, just because I have to report back to Daily Dose, right, of what it was really like. But I want to know if Kyle Richards even announces the fact that her husband 
is on Dancing with the Stars, find it a little interesting that she's in Paris and she's posting about her, you know, doing this documentary with Morgan Wade, even though I did announce yesterday that uh, uh, Face Reality 16 on Instagram got a, you know, a source telling her from Paris saying that they are together and that Morgan and Kyle were together at a coffee shop. There was no other producers there. They were all alone and they were very lovey-dovey. But now Morgan and Kyle, or I should say Kyle got ahead of the story by posting that she's with the whole team, right? The whole production team. But what I was wondering is really, and I am seriously curious, who watching me right now? So on TikTok, on YouTube, who listening to the podcast? What which one of you guys wants to watch a documentary about Morgan Wade unless it's about the relationship with Kyle Richards? Like serious, serious question. Oh, okay. Aubrey is saying by now she did share on her stories today about being in, in the show. Okay. So you guys corrected me. See, this is the lovely thing about having my, my uh, TikTokers here because I didn't check her stories for the last couple of hours. So this morning I hadn't seen it, like when he was announcing it. But I guess you guys have seen that she did announce it. Now, did she say it in a very excited way? Did she say anything specific? I guess I could look it up, but I, I'm going to try not to multitask too much. I am so interested to see how this goes. We'll see. Mauricio is obviously loving the attention um, because, you know, these two people can't say, and they're not allowed to say, don't talk about us. They're not allowed to say don't talk about us because that's all they're doing is doing things for us to talk about them, right? This is so confusing to me when people are like living their life out and about, going on their stories, posting things, going on reality shows and saying don't talk about us. That would be like me going here and creating the show and then being shocked that you guys leave a comment. Please don't comment. I am speaking, but you're not allowed to, to be part of this. It's so weird, right? It's so weird. Um, nothing special. She just posted a pic of him to her stories with clapping hands. There you go. So a lot of you guys are saying that Emma Slater is his partner. Now Lance, um, my husband, has a video with him doing a little dance with Emma Slater. He posted it in the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. Um, I will definitely get the inside scoop on this, okay? I'm going to find out for you guys. I'm going to let you know, is the flirting at a 1, a 5, a 10? I'm sure they're having fun. And then some other people, Allison Hannigan, lots of you guys won't know her unless you know the story about one time at band camp. And if you don't know, definitely American Pie. Put it on your radar. Um, there's Adrian Peterson, which I think is kind of a get. Charity Lawson, I believe she's a bachelorette. Yep, she's a bachelorette. I don't watch. Adrian Peterson is NFL. There's Harry or there's Harry Jowsey. I want to talk to you guys for a second about Harry Jowsey. I hear this guy's name everywhere, and I don't know him. I don't know if I'm just like a little bit too old, but he's on Netflix's Too Hot to Handle. He's a TV heartthrob. You guys love him. And apparently he's doing a podcast on Alex Cooper, Call Her Daddy's network. You know Alex Cooper who, who runs Call Her Daddy? She started a new network called, I believe, Unwell, a podcast network. Um, I should probably join that because I'm pretty unwell today. And uh, Alex Earl is going to have a podcast there. Alex Earl is, of course, TikTok viral. And then Harry Jowsey is also going to do a show. Allison Hannigan was also on How I Met Your Mother. See? Got my assistance here. Just kidding. Uh, let's see. Anyone ex exciting? Lily Pons. So Lily Pons has a massive following on Instagram and TikTok. I don't know her, but 
one of her former attorneys is a friend of mine and told me that she's a kick-ass dancer and she's going to do really well. So we'll see. Um, Jason Mraz, fun. Adrian Peterson, like I said, Ariana said, Barry Williams. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is Brady Bunch Greg. I'm like, how many times has Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch been on Dancing with the Stars? Like, why do I feel like Greg Brady, <laughs> Barry Williams, has been has done 46 seasons of Dancing with the Stars? Is this just in my mind? Do they always pull him out of a closet and just say, Greg Brady is doing this? Or is he on every single reality show out there? Like, I believe he probably has done The Surreal Life, which we'll get into in just a moment. Mira Sorvino, Romy from Romy and Michelle. That's kind of cute. I don't know. We'll have to see how that is. Tyson Beckford, handsome, handsome model. You guys, I'm going to mess up her name. Societal, Societal Gomez. I don't know her very well. She's an actress um, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh is a very, very funny actor from Veep. And he's a former neighbor of mine. So I've met him a couple times. He and his wife, very, very sweet family. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Peter Brady met his wife on Surreal Life. Okay, this is the small world. So Greg Brady, the guy who played Greg Brady, Barry Williams, is on Dancing with the Stars. Or was it Peter Brady or did he play Bobby Brady? No, it was Peter Brady. It met his wife at the time on The Surreal Life. Yes, what is his name? Chris, he has a line of furniture on um, Wayfair. <laughs> Christopher Knight, thank you. Christopher Knight met his, who, okay, I remember this so well because this was like in the heyday of these shows. Christopher Knight was on The Surreal Life, which was a show putting together all these kind of like former reality stars in a home. He met his then wife, girlfriend, and then wife, Adrian Curry. Adrian Curry was on America's Next Top Model. And she was, I hope you guys don't come after me, but she was a nutcase. I mean, he seemed a little bit like, you know, boring and she was just all over the place. It was the strangest couple. Like he was like, uh, he felt just like, he felt very normal. And she was, oh, she was season one winner of America's Next Top Model. And she was just out there. Okay. I don't know where she is now. I feel like she's a very into the Comic-Con universe and she's probably like on OnlyFans. I'm making that up. This is just a legend. Kim Zolciak. Other, otherwise known as Wig to all of you Bravo fans, Kim Zolciak from Real Housewives of Atlanta, and then of course uh, from Don't Be Tardy to the Party, and now going through her own crazy marriage, divorce with Croy Bierman, money woes, all the things. She's at casinos. She owes millions and millions of dollars. She's going back to reality TV because she do, does need a, a paycheck or two for the Surreal Life reboot. She's also, it's going to be on VH1. I mean, I couldn't tell you where to find VH1 on a channel, like on a guide. Couldn't tell you. Same with MTV last night. I was like, is it on Hulu? Is it on YouTube TV? Like the way I was struggling to find this. Um, let's see if it says who else is going to be on the show. This was a show. Oh my God. It debuted in 2003 on WB. So I used to work for the WB, not for the WB, but I used to be casting a casting director on Reba. A casting, I'm sorry, I wasn't the director. I was the associate on Reba, which was on the WB. And then I did a bunch of pilots 
for the WB. That feels like a different world because the WB network then became the CW network. And I have no idea where it is now. I couldn't tell you at all. That's how disconnected. I feel like I'm a former child actor and I've blocked out memories from these times. Okay, let's see. This is who she's, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare of a cast. She joins Macy Gray, who is, I try to say goodbye and I choke, try to walk away and I, but I feel like Macy Gray has a little bit of a like controversial situation going on in the more recent times. Chet Hanks, who is one of Tom Hanks' sons, who could possibly be the most like out there person you can see. Tom Hanks has three sons, I want to say, and a daughter. If I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to Google it. But over when I was really sick a few weeks ago, on a Friday night, Lance and I watched A Man Called Otto. And in that amazing movie, Tom Hanks and his younger, and one of his sons plays the younger version of Tom Hanks. And then I Googled, because I thought he only had Colin Hanks and Chet Hanks, but sure enough, he does have another son. Um, Chet Hanks is a, is a nightmare. So it's Macy Gray, Chet Hanks, you guys, Johnny Weir, the ice skater. I, uh, no comment. Allie Brooke, couldn't tell you who it is. OT Genesis, definitely could. These, these are people that were probably at the VMAs last night, because I have no idea who they are. And Josie Canseco, who I would imagine is related, maybe daughters of Jose Canseco, who was, I want to say, a baseball player. You guys, <laughs> I know pop culture. I don't know everything. So you guys are just going to have to deal with me. This sounds like hell. All right. Just going to say. There is nothing about the show that I want to watch. I don't even know if I can watch it for this show. But I will tell you, if it's good and there's like some clips, I'll watch them on TikTok and I'll come back to you. You guys love Johnny Weir, or a couple of you guys do. Allie Brooks is from Fifth Harmony. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for giving me all that. Um, is there anything else like big news things? Because I want to talk for a second about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City also. If anything like big news comes up, I want to let you, I want to um, talk about it. You know, I just saw right before I started the episode. I just saw that Heather McDonald is a guest on uh, Spencer and Heidi's 16th Minute podcast on Spotify. Uh, I will be listening to that. I'm sure a lot of you guys will too. Let's listen to it. Um, I know that the episode was called Something About Trolls, Podcast Wars and Trolls. So we're talking about it. I'm sure we're going to get into it tomorrow. Are you guys going to listen to it? Um and if you have listened to it, you got to let me know in the in the comments. Andrew pred predicts that Kim will leave the house before the season ends. Yeah, let me ask you, because I don't remember the surreal life. Surreal life is not a vote out house, right? It's not like a competition. It's not Big Brother. It's just like live in this house and see what happens, right? Interesting. Okay, also Robin tells me that Jose Canseco's daughter is Travis Barker's stepdaughter. Oh, that's right. Shanna Mokler is the mom. Is that right? Okay. Let's get going. You guys, let's keep on moving. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So, you know, I started the episode talking about the aftermath of Scientology yesterday and the crazy stuff that we keep learning about Scientology. And it really is such a scary, scary religion. My quote, my quotes were up. Oh no, that was Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, I knew I got it wrong. 
Oscar De La Hoya had a daughter with Shanna Mochler. I'm sorry. I'm going to admit my flaws. Okay. I watched on, you know, the Scientology videos and talking to Aaron yesterday, I'm hearing so much stuff about Scientology and how scary it is and how much you get trapped in there and how, um, you know, how kind of scary it is for anyone that wants to leave and ta- and struggles with any sort of maybe medical issues or depression. Did you guys hear what he said about what happens if you struggle just say with anxiety or panic attacks? You have to go and get audited and you have to spend a ton of money to get audited. And essentially they're saying that we can audit you out of mental health problems. You know, don't go to get help and and whatever. The reason why I'm saying this again is because on Salt Lake City, although Mormonism is not like Scientology exactly, but Mormonism is a pretty, pretty strong religion for its participants, for its, um, you know, practicers. Practicers? I don't know what the right word is. More Being Mormon is, it seems to me like there's a lot of rules, right? You're not allowed to drink. You're not allowed to smoke. You're not allowed to you know, drink coffee, drink tea, have sex premaritally, um, and probably many other things that I'm not listing here. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of you can't spend time with people who aren't Mormon or you shouldn't. There's a lot of judgment. This is what I am, you know, just seeing from the show. I have not gone down huge Mormon educational path. So you guys can tell me if I'm off here. But what I thought was interesting in yesterday's episode, last night's episode. So in the episode now, we're in season for episode two. And remember, Jen Jen Shaw's gone. She's in prison. And most of the people in the show, on the show, are no longer an active part of the Mormon church. And the only one that technically is, from what I think, from what I've seen on the show, is Lisa Barlow, which is really funny because Lisa Barlow's son is going on this big mission, the one that said Fudge College. I will always remember that scene where he said Fudge College. And, um, that's the best. I want to get a t-shirt that says fudge college. Right. And, um, but she's the only Mormon one that I know that says that she's practicing. Although quickly Heather Gay said, it doesn't seem correct because she has a tequila line and she drinks Lisa teenies and she's definitely not following all of the Mormon religion. Monica, Monica's a new girl. She started this season and I really like her. Monica had a moment in last night's episode where I thought was just so damn relatable. And I don't know if any of you guys have been here. So Monica was a member of the Mormon church. She got excommunicated for doing something bad. (laughs) This is not the relatable part. She had an 18-month affair with her, what she says, brother-in-law, which is crazy. And the first thing you think of is, oh my gosh, you slept with your husband's brother for 18 18 months? But no, it's still bad, but it was her husband's, try to follow along, her husband's sister's husband. Husband's sister's husband. So it's still brother-in-law, but it's not as connected. It's still bad. And she came out with it and got excommunicated from the Mormon church. Now she currently is, she has, I think, two, maybe three kids. We only saw one in the show last night. And she is single. She's divorced. 
And she is clearly, you know, really trying to build her life. I loved the conversation that she had with her mom. Her mom got her into the Mormon church when she was younger, and she is now trying to kind of, Monica is trying to build her business, which is like baby swaddles, baby clothes, and she's struggling a little bit, you know, with money and finances, so she has to be really hardworking, but she has felt fallen into this, well, fallen in. She's gotten cast on a reality show with all these over-the-top, way wealthy AF women, okay? These women, the Lisa Barlows, the Meredith Marks, all of them, they are so over-the-top rich. I'm talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They're so over-the-top rich, and they are so showy, right? Did you guys see Meredith Marks' outfit? Meredith Marks wears an outfit to go on a walk with Lisa Barlow. A walk, you guys. Like, like as if I'm saying, let's go on a walk to burn calories walk. Let's grab a Starbucks and walk. And she is wearing these incredibly, like, shiny satin Sorry, Meredith, I think you're stunning, but the most ugly outfit I've ever seen, like shiny satin pants that are kind of like scrunched on the bottom with these little, you know, suede booties. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But these women are over the top, right? Everything they talk about is expensive, rich. They have got beautiful homes, beautiful cars. And Monica is, a, you know, a little bit of a struggling, newly divorced mother, single mother. And I have to say, she had this conversation with her mom where she said, I I feel out of my league, friends with these women, because I went into the store the other day and I bought myself a Louis Vuitton purse and she starts to tear up because I just want to fit in. And she goes, it's not me. It's not who I am, but I don't want to feel like I'm the odd one out. And I'm telling you this right now. I have felt this so many times in my life as a kid, in college, and even as an adult in so many various ways. I always think that I'm like on the lower end of financial. I And it's not think, I know out of my friends, I'm on the lower end. I, I don't mean to say that I have nothing at all now. Thank God we're okay. But I've always been on the lower end. My When I was growing up, I grew up in West Hollywood, which is now the house that I lived in as a kid you know, got tore down and a new house was built and sold for $2 million. But when I was there in the early 80s, it was so like falling apart, this house. My mom, I believe, paid $300 a month for rent. It was disgusting carpet and the ceiling would fall every time it would rain. Literally, the drywall would fall on my head and we'd have leaks. I grew up with not anything and we went to school in Beverly Hills. So I was going to school with kids that had mansions. And I always say this, tell the story to my kids when they struggle, like, why is our house not big enough or this and this and that? I'm like, when I tell you, I used to go to my friend's houses and I used to go into their pantries, where, which were as big as, you know, our kitchen. And I would just like stare at all their snacks and they were always perfectly organized. And I just remember going straight to the gushers. You know how you, you have those memories of like wanting to be at the level that your friends were. I mean, they had water slides, they had pools, they had sitting rooms and then living rooms. They had kitchens and then the butler kitchens. They had everything. And then I became friends with a lot of celebrity kids as I got older. And then it never really went away, right? Like here now, I live in a beautiful neighborhood and we have the smallest house on the block. Now, I love, love, love my life and my home, but it's always like that keeping up with the Joneses feeling. And so I always tell my kids, I never want to send you to a school where you are the 
like you have the least in the school because that it's a bad feeling. And even when I was an adult, and I will tell you guys a personal story real fast. When I was an adult and I had just had Oliver, who's my second kid, and he was a few months old and I had just left casting. It's like my story leaving Scientology. Like I escaped casting. So I was no longer a casting director and I was um, – and I was starting my own business from home, but I hadn't started yet. I was kind of in between careers and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was in serious debt because I would always, we always had a double income family, my husband and I, and all of a sudden I was living my life like without working, but I was spending all my time with a group of girlfriends who had money, serious money. Okay. You know, one or two of them. And I would go out with them and live my life as if I was as wealthy as them. Like I would spend all my money on workouts, lunches, shopping, massive amounts of like, you know, we'd go and get like crazy, like smoothies for 20 bucks type of things, Botox, like things that I could not afford at the time. But I felt this need to kind of keep up with the Joneses. And it was so Horrible because I found myself in $16,000 of personal debt after like six months and I couldn't keep up. And unfortunately what happened was I ended up having to like have almost like a rock bottom moment and say, I need to not hang out and just socialize and be a lady who lunches and I need to start a damn business. And that's what has eventually led me to where I am now. It's such a common issue. And I felt so bad for Monica in this moment. And I know I'm talking a lot about her. But if you guys are, you know, watching Salt Lake City, or even if you're not, I think we can all relate to that moment where you feel like you have to step it up to be like someone else. And then, then they go to Palm Springs. And in the airport, when they arrive in Palm Springs is maybe the craziest scene I've ever seen where Lisa Barlow, and it's such like an obvious, you know, look at what we're dealing with here. Cause she's crying about the fact that she bought a Louis Vuitton bag just to try to feel like she's one of them. And then they get off this airport. Lisa Barlow goes to the bathroom, pulls up her jeans and whoops, drops a ring. Can't find it. The funniest like voiceovers that you hear of Lisa being like, guys, help me find the ring. I can't find the ring. I can't. And Heather Gay is filming it. And she's like, the ring is gone in the bathroom. My guess is it either went into the toilet or someone just swiped that shit up and put it right in their pocket. But this was not just a ring, y'all. Yeah, I think she flushed it down the toilet too. This was not just a ring. This was, I mean, I don't even have, hold on. I'm going to put my blue mean on my phone. This was this. This was this of diamonds. This was this thick of diamonds. And she goes, oh, I'm so sad. It was 60000 $60,000 on your finger and you're traveling to Palm Springs on a girl's trip with it. What are you doing? Have you not seen the crime in California? What in the world? Which brings us back to Heather McDonald and traveling with jewelry. We all had this discussion. Never travel with real jewelry, right? We need to travel with fake jewelry. She loses an emerald cut diamond band that's the size of... of you know, my old house in West Hollywood when I was a kid, $60,000 is devastated, understandably about it. And then she, um, and then she goes and, oh, interesting. And then she goes and she calls John. I'm so sorry. I feel so sad about it. It's sentimental. And then she harps on it, which I buy, by the way, guys, 
I would harp on it too. I mean, come on. And she's talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And then she calls her jeweler to, to get a new one. And I love Monica's reaction in this. She's like, I had to put my hand in a bathroom in of a public bathroom. And you're just calling your jeweler and being like, can I get another one? It's an interesting thing. A lot of you guys think maybe it was fake. I don't think she would have freaked out that much. But then again, I literally lose a phone charger and I can't sleep at night. If I lose anything, I'm I'm done. I'm done for. Like I'm so anxious when I when I misplace things. So I thought that was all interesting. The Trixie Motel that they all go to in Palm Springs was um from Trixie, who's a very famous drag queen. And uh and it looked like Barbie threw up on this adorable um motel. I need to go. Who wants to have a doser's retreat at Trixie's Motel. I'm going to call and see if they have 2003 Don Perignon like um, like Mary Cosby did. That scene. Mary Cosby is the best. And don't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Mary Cosby is the comic relief that show needed because she's so out there. So she calls the motel and she's like, hi, um, is this the hotel? He goes, motel. Hi, um, is there, do you have 2003 Don, and she doesn't even say it right, right? She doesn't say Don Perignon. She says Don Perignon. <laughs> Don Perignon. Do you have 2003 Don Perignon? They're like, uh, no. Her eyes. Do you have room service? Yes. And the person says, uh, pizzas, cheese board. She's like, pizza? Her eyes. I mean, she has the best faces. And then when they're in the limo and she's like, oh, please don't pass chips over me. I don't like crumbs. I'm obsessed with Mary. I would never want to be her friend, but put her on my TV 24-7. I want to watch her all the time. Yes, Salt Lake City lacked Mary last season. It became a dark show. It became depressing. It became unwatchable. I am into the season of Salt Lake City. I don't know about you guys. Um, and then, of course, we have Angie, who she had some drama with Heather and Meredith, but she's there. Uh, she wears sunglasses. We need to talk about this for one second. I'm always looking for props. I don't know what this need is of mine that I always have to find a prop, but literally, like, her sunglasses are a remote. Like, her sunglasses are like this. In every scene, she wears sunglasses that are the side size of, you know, a computer monitor on each one of her eyes. It's her vibe. It's her style. She also doesn't sleep in the bed alone. She has a 12-year-old daughter sleep in her bed alone. Look, I'm not going to judge co-sleeping, but I'm going to tell you one thing. My kids slept in my bed a couple times when Lance was out of town. Not only was that hell for me, because who wants to sleep with your kids because they move so much? I don't understand what man would be okay and I say this seriously, and even woman, but generally, like, I don't think Lance would be okay with a 12-year-old sleeping between us every night. It's not like, oh, she slept bad. She had a bad dream. Every night? Also, doesn't the 12-year-old kind of want to go to her own room? Like, at what age does a kid say, mm, this is weird. I kind of want to sleep at, in my own room, like hanging out with my own family. I mean, with my own stuff, right? Like, my own pillows. It's going to change. Like probably 13, 14, she's going to be like, this is weird. I don't want to sleep next to daddy. Right? Odd. Odd. Um, but that's a Real Housewife show for you. Fun to break down. It's fun to get gossipy about. I'm liking it. Tonight is Real Housewives of OC. We will be watching that, of course. And um, I guess that's it. 
anyone else, any other comments that we have. If anything crazy happens, you know, I'll be the first on the case, Daily Dose of Donna, hitting you up with five days of gossip and dish. Thank you so much for all your support, dosers. Make sure to check out the link below. Remember, it's blooming.com slash daily dose Donna, and you will get your discount for the first hundred people that buy. Trust me, it's so fun to use. I'm going to vibrate my way out of here. All right, you guys, I will talk to you later. Have an amazing Wednesday. I'll see you tomorrow. Hi, guys. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.